We like lists. They keep our lives simple and ordered, and we love them when it comes to our faith. Just throw the Ten Commandments on the wall and call it good. The problem is, following Jesus isn't a formula. It's a relationship with the God of heaven and earth, and that means it's complicated. But there is a solution, and I'll prove it to you in less than 10 minutes. Welcome, Bible nerds. I'm David Jesse. I believe understanding the Bible in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context helps us see Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly day by day. Thank you for listening. Now let's answer the question, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Welcome to Bible Nerds Daily. Uh, Thank you again for listening. Let's wrap up this series on rethinking law and grace. We've come a long way in just a few short days. First, we let Jesus speak for himself about the law. Next, we tried to understand the purpose of the Torah and then why Paul had a problem with the works of the law. And finally, what does good works mean uh, to us as Christ followers? If you've missed anything, go check out those episodes on thebiblenerds.com. Today, it's all about application. Which commandments do we keep and why? One day, a Torah teacher, an an expert in the law, asked Jesus a question. Which is the greatest commandment? Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.18. Love Yahweh with all your heart and soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. This is Jesus 101. But have you ever wondered why this scribe asked this question in the first place? It seems a bit odd. Aren't all of the commandments important? What is this ranking all about anyway? Well, it's explained through a Jewish principle known as Bakuach Nefesh. The Torah is a religious minefield. Its regulations and requirements are extensive and they impact every area of Hebrew life. It's not unusual to find commandments that could conflict with each other. One of these possible conflicts is this ox-in-the-ditch paradox. The Torah commands the Israelites to assist if they ever see their neighbor's ox stuck in a ditch. This is a mitzvot, an opportunity to do good, as we learned about in yesterday's episode. Another commandment is the prohibition on working on the Sabbath, and we're all familiar with that. But what happens if you ever see your neighbor's ox stuck in a ditch on the Sabbath? If you help the ox, you're breaking the Sabbath. But if you keep the Sabbath, you're breaking the commandment to help your neighbor. So which is it? Over the centuries, the rabbis solved this dilemma by ranking the commandments. Obviously, some were more important than others. The goal was to have this system in place for whenever a conflict between commandments presented itself. This idea is still present today in the principle of Pekuach Nefesh. In English, this means to save a life. Rabbinic Judaism teaches that all of the other commandments in the Torah can be ignored if it's necessary to save someone's life. Life always wins. It's a good rule. When this Torah teacher asked Jesus what the greatest commandment is, 
he was asking Jesus what his order of the commandments were. First, Jesus answered by quoting the Shema, the Pledge of Allegiance in the Jewish world. Next, he quoted what many other rabbis taught was the second most important commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, most other rabbis would continue on with further commandments that they believed took priority over others. Not Jesus. He stopped there. He told the Torah teacher that everything else in the Hebrew scriptures comes under those two commandments. For Jesus, that was the list. He would have called it his yoke. See, in Jesus' day, there were many rabbis, and they all had their own interpretation of Torah and the right way to obey it. Some were very strict. Others gave their disciples a lot of latitude. This interpretation was called the rabbi's yoke. Imagine an ox plowing a field with a yoke around its neck. It could be either heavy or light. When a potential disciple wanted to understand what a rabbi's yoke was like, they would ask them what the greatest commandment was. The rabbi would then share their ranking of the commandments to that potential disciple. This was important because if a disciple chose to follow a specific rabbi, they were agreeing to that rabbi's yoke. Is this starting to sound familiar? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my load is light. Jesus' yoke is pretty simple. Whenever we're faced with a difficult situation and we aren't sure how to handle it, we simply need to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? His answer is always clear. Love God and love others. The rest is just details. Next week is all about gardening. Uh, the Hebrew mind sees scripture as an orchard that must be cultivated using very specific tools and strategies. The New Testament writers use these tools and strategies all of the time. We should know what they are. It helps solve a lot of problems. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe to the Bible Nerds Show wherever you like listening to uh, podcasts. There is the Bible Nerds Daily, a 10-minute show. It comes out Monday through Friday. And then Bible Nerds Weekly, 15 to 30 minutes long. And it's where we're going through the Gospel of Matthew, the most Jewish of the Gospels. We're looking at Jesus in his historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context. That comes out every Sunday morning. So subscribe today. You don't want to miss a single episode. For all of my readers out there, order 
reading the Bible with Rabbi Jesus by Lois Ferberg. Take some time over the weekend and pick that book up and then read it. It will help you understand the Bible a lot closer to the way that Jesus and his disciples would have understood it. And there is a link to purchase it in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. If this podcast encourages you, challenges you, provokes you, if it makes you study your Bible more and grow closer uh, to the rabbi from Nazareth, Jesus, then please pay this forward by checking out the ministry of One Child. One Child brings hope to hard places by helping children around the world who are facing extreme poverty. You can become a child champion by bringing food, medicine, education, and the gospel to children who desperately need these things. And you can make a one-time donation, a recurring donation, or you can sponsor a child for just $39 a month. This ministry is making a difference in the world. You can make a difference through them. There's a link in the show notes. Check out thebiblenerds.com slash one child for more info. If you want to stay up to date on everything going on with Bible Nerds, there's new things coming around the corner in the next couple of months, then make sure you're going to thebiblenerds.com. Again, thebiblenerds.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on our Facebook page. And uh, we want to make sure that we stay connected to you. So please do that. Next week, we are going to look at a principle called pardes. That is not a Hebrew word, but I'll explain it on Monday. Make sure you tune in. But for now, just go read your Bible.